This is Money in Motion with Class Financial, a fun and informative show designed to help you get answers to all your retirement questions in one place. And boom, just like that, the phone lines, they are open for you right now at 608-321-1310. That's 321-1310. If you have a question for our retirement planning professionals from Claus Financial, love to hear from you this morning. Again, the telephone numbers here at station, 608-321-1310. That's 321-1310. Don't forget, you can learn about Claus Financial. They've got a great website online at ClausFinancial.com. That's Claus K-L-A-A-S, Financial.com. While you're at the website, not only can you learn more about Claus Financial and their separate divisions, you can listen to and subscribe to the podcast there as well. Speaking of subscribing, a great feature is their weekly Market Pulse newsletter. An opportunity to subscribe right there as well as find that envelope that says Stay Current. Type in your email address and boom, each week you will get yourself a nice snapshot of what's been going on in the market as well as a link to the most recent podcast. Again, that available at ClausFinancial.com and their telephone number 608-442-5637. No charge for that initial get to know you appointment at Claus Financial. It is complimentary to you. Again, that number 608-442-5637. As mentioned, we are joined this morning by our retirement planning professionals, CJ Claus and Malia Cuevas. CJ, how you doing this week? Doing great. How are you, Sean? I'm doing really well. Malia, how are you today? Very good. Happy to be here. It's great to have you along. And this week, we're going to be having the allocation conversation, which is one of the uh, one of my favorite conversations that we have on the program. little tip as we talk about allocation this week, don't forget each and every week we do the Claus Quiz Question of the Week, a chance to win a fantastic prize. And this week will be no exception, chance for you to win a $25 gift card to Red Robin. A little tip, if you pay close attention to the show, typically both the question and the answer to the Claus Quiz Question of the Week come up during the program. And before we start talking about uh, proper allocation, let's take a look back at last week's show and talk about the Claus Quiz Question Week. Get that in the answer there as well. Yeah. So for those uh, loyal listeners, the last couple of weeks, we've talked about death and taxes. So today we'll, we will be talking about something much more uh, lively. So you should be happy yes. about that. But last week's conversation talked about the expense and the planning of your own funeral service. And so the question of the week was, uh, true or false, the average cost of a typical burial funeral service is between $7,000 and $10,000. And shout out to our winner, Richard of Verona correctly answered, that is true. So start making those plans. Make sure they're on your list of to-dos. We know it's not an exciting thing to do, but it's a very important thing to do for those you leave behind. Thanks for listening. A lot of great information and very important information as well in last week's program. If you didn't miss part of that show or miss today's show, don't forget you can su- subscribe to the podcast right at ClausFinancial.com. That's K-L-A-A-S Financial.com. And also don't forget a chance to win a $25 gift card to Red Robin a little bit later on in the program with the Claus Quiz Question of the Week. So if I'm planning to retire in the next few years and uh, you know start having those conversations and those kind of thinking about it, what should we be doing right now? What should I be doing now to kind of properly allocate my retirement investments. What should I be doing there, CJ? Yeah. So everybody has probably heard us talk about in the past that uh, properly allocating your portfolio relative to your age, time frame to retirement, different factors is, is important. And certainly people make mistakes often when they're young by trying to jump in or out of the market. And they usually learn over a lifetime that that's not a winning strategy. But then as we get, so, so it's kind of, you eventually learn to just kind of Build a good allocation, leave it alone, tweak it occasionally, maybe even hire a money manager to handle this for you. But then as you get closer to retirement, people go, well, 
it's worked for me for the last 15 years, so I'll just continue to leave it alone. And actually, that's where it gets tricky. This is where we as a company that specializes in retirement planning would suggest you go back, talk to your advisor, review your 401k allocation as you're getting close to that retirement date. Because, you know... Determining when the best time to retire is, that's certainly an important part, but then you really want to make sure that you've got that allocation built to sustain the volatility of the market when you actually need to start using this money. So we all want to enjoy a comfortable and financially secure retirement, but saving for the future isn't just enough. You need to develop an ideal asset allocation strategy so that your investments allow you to achieve some of your long-term goals. Now, this means that your portfolio should contain a healthy mix of stocks, bonds, and even some cash. And this is what often people like us will call diversification, right? What do you mean diversification, you know, CJ and Malia? And the answer is, well, diversification is a mixture of different types of assets, um, different types of stocks, different types of bonds, different types of cash instruments, cash money market CDs. And of course, the mixture of those assets is dependent upon your goals is dependent upon your length to retirement, tolerance for risk, how much income you're going to be pulling out of that portfolio when you're going to pull that out. Do you have a spouse that's still working? And the list goes on. So, you know, the question, of course, that we get is what should my mix look like? And here's some thoughts on this. When you diversify, you should aim to manage your risk by spreading out your investments with and among different asset classes. There are five major asset classes, at least at a broad level, by the way. Those five would include stocks, bonds, cash equivalents slash money markets, real estate, and commodities. Now, depending upon podcasts that you listen to or different people in finance, some might say there's really only three, stocks, bonds, and cash. Others say, no, real estate is its own standalone. Commodities are their own standalone. We're not going to get into kind of the debate in the industry as it relates to that. But long story short, whether it be three, four, or five major asset classes, those are certainly some of the some of the key elements. Talk. Now, some... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, ahead. talking this morning with CJ Kloss and Malia Cuevas, our retirement planning professionals from Kloss Financial. Got a phone line open for you right now at 608-321-1310. Get you on the air with your question for CJ and Malia. Don't forget to learn more about Kloss Financial online, klossfinancial.com. That's K-L-A-A-S, financial.com. Um, you mentioned those classes, CJ, and I, I think you were about to kind of break down and kind of get into depth into what each of those are. Yeah, yeah. So that's right, Sean. We're we're thinking about five different asset classes, stocks, bonds, cash, real estate, and commodities. And so let's just kind of define each one of them a little bit. So stocks, they tend to be a good long-term investment for hedging against inflation. However, they are, of course, more volatile. Uh, beginning with stocks, you can diversify within that asset class. So you might choose sub-asset classes of stocks based on different market caps. This is where you'll hear large cap, mid cap, small cap. And within that, you can buy individual large cap companies or individual small cap companies, or you can buy a mutual fund that actively manages or exchange traded funds that just track an index. Boy, oh boy, isn't it complex. <laughs> but certainly, um, you can kind of diversify amongst what we call caps or market capitalization, large, midsize, small. 
The other way that you can diversify within stocks would be in different sectors of the economy, such as technology, manufacturing, pharmaceuticals, utility companies, so on and so forth. So there's different ways to invest within stocks. And the final kind of way to consider stocks would be, is it U.S., international, <laughs> uh, where international, emerging markets, developed markets? So a lot of different ways to invest in stocks, but this is where either doing some of your own due diligence or hiring a financial planner or money manager can really help because they will know how to bake that cake, so to speak, or what ingredients you need in that cake to make sure it tastes pretty good. Um, the next asset class, at least broadly, would be bonds, which are generally considered to offer less overall risk or volatility to your portfolio than a stock would. Uh, and this is because they are income-producing investments that typically offer higher returns than, say, cash or money markets, but lower returns than stocks over long periods of time. However, where bonds would differ from money markets or CDs would be in that many times those mar money market CDs cash accounts can have FDIC insurance, which means they don't lose principal value and they're insured. But remember that a bond is not insured in a similar way. They're just basically backed by the creditworthiness of whoever you're buying that bond from. Of course, if you buy it from the US government, you buy a treasury, it's a pretty secure bond. But if you're buying it from a corporation and they go out of business, there is risk of loss there. Not to mention, here's one of the most critical things to remember about bonds, during inflationary times, which you should be saying, well, that's right now. That's right. <laughs> during inflationary times, bonds do have an inverse relationship with interest rates. So as interest rates go up, the value of my existing bonds goes down. And as interest rates come back down, the value of my existing bond goes back up. And if people wonder what I'm talking about, well, the average bond index lost 16% in 2022. Hmm. Yes, I did. I did just say 16%. Now, this is one of the worst, you know, returns in a calendar year we've seen since the, the late 70s, early 80s. But the point is to say, well, that's very different than a money market fund, right? Or very different than a CD because a CD, you wouldn't experience that principal volatility like you could on a bond. Now, I already hinted at this, but there's various types of bonds, U.S. treasuries, um, and they, they range in, in different maturities. You can get into uh, I-bonds, which are quite interesting right now. These are bonds, uh, again, issued by the government, but are meant to have inflation protection on them. Many of you listening right now are going, yes, 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 I've heard a lot about these I-bonds recently. <laughs> That's right, because inflation spiked and the rates got as high as 9.5% over six months on those I-bonds. I think they're now at 64 uh, so yeah, those are interesting, but you've got to be aware that you can only put $10,000 per person per calendar year. You could put another 5000 via a tax refund if you wanted to buy I-bonds with your tax refund. But you're limited on how much you can put in there. The rate is only locked for six months. And furthermore, you literally cannot get your money out for 12 months. So when you put it in there, you have to leave it there for 12 months. And then even after that, if you don't hold it for at least five years, there's a three-month interest penalty when you go to get your money out. So long story short, a lot of different kinds of bonds, interesting things, different rates associated with them, but you have to know uh, you have to know the ins and outs of how to engage them. Talking this morning with CJ Kloss and Malia Cuevas, our retirement planning professionals from Kloss Financial. Phone lines are open if you've got a question, 608-321-1310. That's 321-1310. Get you on the air. To learn more about Kloss Financial, head on over to their website, klossfinancial.com. That's K-L-A-A-S financial.com. And their telephone number, 608-442-5637. That first appointment at Kloss Financial, it is complimentary to you. Again, their number, 608 608 
442-5637. And CJ, continuing with uh, with those asset classes, talked about stocks, talked about bonds. I'm guessing next is cash, isn't it? You got it. Woo-hoo. Yes. So cash is interesting. Everybody knows that. Uh, and, and by the way, when we say cash, uh, just know that when the industry uses that terminology, they're thinking of money markets, CDs, uh, checking accounts, savings accounts, uh, so on and so forth. So basically cash would be considered for the most part, anything that doesn't have the potential for principal loss. So uh, as you can imagine, cash has been pretty boring for the last 15 years, ever since the 2008 financial crisis, interest rates plummeted because the Federal Reserve was cutting interest rates. And then we just sat really low for it feels like a really long time. Now, the bad news was you got no interest on your cash. The good news was what? Your mortgage was really low interest (laughs) rates as well. So many of you refinanced to a super low interest rate there. But finally, for the first time in 10, 15 years, you can actually make some interest now on that cash. Now, a warning to the wise. People go, yes, I remember these days. Now I can get a CD at 5%. And by the way, you can. Do a little shopping right now. You can get 14-month CDs at 5% right now. But just remember, these these products are not designed to beat inflation. So it's going to bounce around up or down based on what's happening with inflation. And as we know, inflation has spiked here and it's starting to slowly come down. But cash and money markets and CDs are not designed to beat inflation over time. Stocks are. So I know people hate to hear that. They go, oh, I don't don't want to own a volatile asset. And I go, I know. But if your goal is to keep up with or beat out inflation over time, you're probably not going to do it with cash instruments. But those are some things to be aware of. Now, when you get closer to retirement and you need to draw income off your portfolio, having more money in cash, money markets, CDs, and short-term fixed income bonds can be a really great winning strategy because you need assets that are not volatile that generate income for you in retirement. So you got to find that right blend of these different types of assets uh, as it relates to your proximity to retirement, your need for income, so on and so forth. Now, the final asset class that I will mention to you is real estate. And for most people, their home is typically their largest investment, and therefore they already have a large exposure of their overall net worth to real estate. Therefore, sometimes people will or will not include a separate allocation to real estate within their, say, 401k or IRA. Because again, when you look at your net worth, if you're to create a pie chart of your net worth, most American households already have a really large exposure to real estate. And remember that real estate on average actually has basically kept up with inflation. So real estate is often considered one of the alternative asset classes. There are are others like commodities, which can be oil, um, wheat, different things like that. But real estate has often been considered an alternative as well, simply because it doesn't tend to bounce around like the stock market, or at least not in the same frequency. So real estate on average in the last, I think it was um, since 2000, so the last 23 years, has averaged about 4.7% per year when you're looking at uh, residential real estate. However, that's a national stat. If you go back over longer periods of time, it's averaged closer to 3%. Again, this is residential real estate. And then, of course, if you're from California, like a couple of our (laughs) employees are, they go, what are you talking about? My real estate has grown by 7% a year. So, of course, it depends on the market that you're in. But the point here being Real estate is actually a decent way to diversify your overall net worth and get um, 
and get something that keeps up with inflation, mm. which is pretty nice. Very interesting stuff. So we talk about those different asset classes with CJ Kloss and Malia Cuevas talking allocation this week here on Money in Motion with Kloss Financial. Don't forget, if you've got a question, we've got time for you. We'd love to get to your question on the air this morning at 608-321-1310. That's 321-1310. Get you on the air with CJ Kloss and Malia Cuevas of Kloss Financial. You can learn more about Kloss Financial on their website, klossfinancial.com. That's Kloss, K-L-A-A-S, financial.com. And their telephone number, 608-442-5637. No charge for that initial get-to-know-you appointment at Kloss Financial. It is complimentary to you. Again, their number, 608-442-5637. You may have heard the term target funds, target date funds. What are they all about? Should you be considering them? What do you need to know about them? We'll get the details from CJ and Malia next as Money in Motion with Kloss Financial continues right here on 1310 WIBA. This is Money in Motion with Klaus Financial, a fun and informative show designed to help you get answers to all your retirement questions in one place. From Klaus Financial, Malia Cuevas and CJ Klaus. Don't forget you can learn more about Klaus Financial on their website, klausfinancial.com. That's K-L-A-A-S financial.com. Great website to learn more about Klaus Financial and their separate divisions. Also subscribe on the website to the podcast and sign up for the weekly Market Pulse newsletter. The telephone number for Klaus Financial, 608-442-5637. No charge for that initial get-to-know you appointment at Klaus Financial. It is complimentary to you. Again, that number, 608 442 talking this morning about asset allocation. And um, one of the things I hear a lot about, Malia, is uh, investments called target funds. Um, what are those exactly? What are, what are they all about? Well, first of all, they have nothing to do with a retailer named Target. <laughs> Let's start there. Yes. Um, and there is a lot of confusion about what these exactly are. Um, and as CJ has gone through all these different asset classes and, and trying to break them down, um, I'm going to say it's, it is really important to be aware of the type of um, allocation your portfolio has. But that doesn't change the fact that you really just need to start and, and shoot the, with a trigger as far as putting away money for retirement. So I don't want everyone to get caught up. They're so worried about how to allocate it at first. Let's just start a plan for you to start saving towards retirement. That's really the most important thing here. But as we look at our employer plans, and this is where these words um, for these different funds come up, we see um, things called target date funds, TDFs. Um, they're also called lifestyle or life cycle funds, lifestyle funds, dynamic risk or age-based funds. And at the end of the day, they're kind of what we would call a set it and forget it type of plan, meaning that it's it's a literally a mutual fund designed to provide um, a, a simpler investment solution through asset allocation, which, which the idea behind it is that as you age and get closer to retirement, the mix becomes more conservative. So that target date, usually your desired retirement date approaches. Um, the thought behind it is if you put the money in, it will just, uh, through a professionally managed uh, lifestyle fund, it will actually be, the volatility will be reduced mm -hmm. along the way. So it's, the, again, the whole idea is just to simplify retirement investing. Um, and so by purchasing a, a specific fund, say you're um, in your 40s and you're thinking, well, I'm going to retire and 
in 25 years, you might go out, you know, 25 years um, and choose that particular fund. Um, and I think what's interesting to know, though, is that if you start with a new company, uh, your 401k your 401 or 403b, the employer uh, many times is going to auto-enroll you these days. And if they're going to auto-enroll you, they're many times just going to pick this particular fund as an initial spot to start parking your money. Um, and so target funds have been around since the 90s. Um, and as of today, there's, uh, they're being offered by about 98% of all employer-sponsored uh, contribution plans. And then 92% of employees actually are invested in them, again, many times as a default because that's where um, their investments first went. Uh, so the, again, the idea, the concept behind it is a really good one. It gets people um, their out their investments allocated across these different areas, um, but to say that target funds um, are risk free that would be incorrect, um, even when the uh, target date's been reached. So nobody knows you except you, your situation, and your financial advisor who's helping guide you through this. So your situation, maybe you can take on more risk, maybe you can't, and that's why the set it and forget it idea. Well, it sounds good on paper, doesn't necessarily apply to you. And one of the um, difficult things to explain to people is, uh, or the, the thing that gets missed, is that sometimes people equate these to pensions. And the idea of the pension many people hear is like, well, I'm going to have that for a lifetime. It will never run out of money. Um, and so there's not as much risk in these target funds. Well, actually, they don't. You know, there was a, actually a survey, and, and the investors surveyed did not understand that target date funds do not provide guaranteed income. And the problem with this is you see it on your statement, well, if you retired today, you would have this amount of money based on how much you're investing. And so, so many people have internalized that as, that's my guarantee. That's like my Social Security. That's like my pension. And that's where you have to understand that's just um, something to get you thinking. But there is not a guarantee, okay? The guarantee is that your money will fluctuate over the years, but the idea is this type of managed portfolio will get you closer to where you want to be. So the advantages certainly are um, generally there's low maintenance in these, and they are professionally managed. But however, the disadvantage truly is that um, one size do not, does not necessarily fit all. Uh, sometimes there's actually higher expense ratios. And sometimes, depending on the type of fund, um, there could be a lack of diversification. So you want to be very careful. Again, I want people just to save money toward, toward retirement. But also keep in mind, this might not be long term uh, where you want to park your funds. I like how you point out as well as we're all individuals. And we'll, we'll talk actually a little bit about and have different, um, just so many different facts. We're going to talk with Malia in just a moment about uh, how to adjust then your a asset allocation as you re approach retirement. In the meantime, if you haven't been to the website, ClausFinancial.com, get on over there, ClausFinancial.com. That's K-L-A-A-S Financial.com. And their telephone number, 608-442-5637. We'll continue our conversation with CJ and Malia next. We'll also do the Claus Quiz question of the week as Money in Motion with Claus Financial. Financial continues right here on 1310 WIVA. This is Money in Motion with Class Financial, a fun and informative show designed to help you get answers to all your retirement questions in one place. 
Just moments away from the Claus Quiz Question Week. Chance to win a $25 gift card to Red Robin. Uh, but first, just before the break, started talking about asset allocation and things like target funds and and those type of areas. And, and I know people make adjustments throughout their um, working careers as they approach retirement. And Malia, how should somebody be considering then, um, or what should they be considering when it comes to adjusting al- asset allocation as we're nearing retirement? Well, like I said, everybody has their own situation. So maybe you're married. Maybe there's going to be um, a dual Social Security benefits coming into your household. Maybe there's going to be a pension. So you may be able to entertain more risk than someone your same age down the street who doesn't have the same type of situation. Or maybe you carry more debt than others. And so therefore, as you enter retirement, you are going to have to be even more careful with how you're allocated. So rule of thumbs, we don't like those on the show. There's no question about it, but people still ask us, yeah, but what's the rule of thumb on here? What should I do? And so many times we, we've we heard throughout um, many years is that if you took the age, um, you know, age 100s typically, and you subtract out the percentage of stocks um, that you should have, so you're looking at, Perhaps a typical 60-year-old, 40% of the portfolio should be in equities. If you're, you know, if you know your longevity there um, is perhaps longer, um, looking past, you know, up to 100 or something, you might want to have a, a larger equity exposure. So there's no perfect rule, but the idea here is if you have other income sources as you enter retirement perhaps you can have a little more growth-oriented portfolio um, available to you. And that's what you need to discuss with your financial advisor. Make sure that your strategy um, really does apply to your tolerance for risk. Um, and, and looking at, you know, your different different sources of income um, is truly the, the first place to start. Get that conversation going. Again, uh, it's never too early. And, of course, uh, the better, uh, the sooner you start planning, the better off you are. Great information this week for from our retirement planning professionals, Malia Cuevas and CJ Kloss. Miss any part of today's program? Don't forget, you can always listen back at ClossFinancial.com. That's K-L-A-A-S Financial.com. Great website to learn more about Kloss Financial. Subscribe to the podcast there as well and sign up for the weekly Market Pulse newsletter. The telephone number for Kloss Financial right here in Madison, 608-442-5637. No charge for that initial get-to-know-you appointment at Kloss Financial. It is complimentary to you. Again, that number, 608-442-5637. Hold on to the number as well because it's time I'm now for the Kloss Quiz Question of the Week. It works like this. In just a moment, I'll ask you the Kloss Quiz Question of the Week. You will then have 30 minutes from the end of today's program to call the Kloss Financial Office right here in Madison at 608-442-5637 if you are the first caller with the correct answer to win this week's prize, which is a $25 gift card to Red Robin. This week's Kloss Quiz Question of the Week is this. True or false? My favorite. Do target funds in your retirement plans, uh, plan at work, offer a guarantee of income when you retire. True or false? Telephone number 608-442-5637. First call with correct answer with a $25 gift card to Red Robin. And again, that's Claus Financial's office right here in Madison. 608-442-5637. CJ Malia, it's always great hanging out with you guys. You enjoy this fantastic day. Thanks, Sean. Thanks. We'll be talking Polar Plunge next afternoon is on 1310 WIBA. This is Money in Motion with Kloss Financial Asset Advisors, LLC. 
a registered investment advisor registered with the SEC. The content of this show is for informational purposes only and should not be considered individual investment advice. Class Financial does not offer tax or legal advice. Any opinion offered during the course of this show is the opinion of that particular investment advisor representative and not necessarily the opinion of Class Financial.